And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. John Vance. Hello, everyone. Well, gentlemen, it's nice to have you here in the studio. Um, This is the season that uh, many Christians call the season of Lent, and uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about that today. I was brought up in a tradition where I don't know if the word was ever even mentioned, and as I grew older, I realized, okay, uh, Lent is out there, and um, what is there to know about that? And I started to uh, uh, learn more about it, and I realized, well, there is some richness here that uh, us as Protestants uh, could really benefit from. Now, uh, Pastor Vance, uh, your congregation down in Rock Tavern, you lead the church there, and uh, you've been celebrating Lent. So let's just start with that. Uh, How does a a conservative Protestant church uh, celebrate Lent? Lent, of course, is a is actually I believe it's an English word that means spring. It comes from the word spring. Spring is the is the time that one uh, goes out and uh, cleans up the outside from the winter and gets things in order and looks forward to uh, uh, the summer coming on. Uh, Lent actually is something that grew rather late in uh, church tradition, and since we're pretty traditional, I like uh, uh, at least having two times of the year when we prepare ourselves for Christmas in Advent and prepare ourselves for Easter in Lent. It really mm-hmm. is a time to focus upon the most important aspect of Christianity and the person of Christ and his mm-hmm. his uh, uh, suffering and his death on the cross, his resurrection, and his ascension. Now this time coming up, and you're, you're referring to uh, Easter, uh, ultimately Resurrection yes. Day, that um, I guess is really the most important holiday in the Christian calendar, is it? Is it not? Yes, and it still remains uniquely Christian. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas has almost been overtaken by the secular world, uh, but Easter still remains pretty much the focus of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And Lent is a season; it, it, it's forty days long, uh, preparing ourselves uh, to really focus on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. And if I could add one thing. Uh, that's not a requirement. Uh, that's that's an option. In fact, in in my tradition, if you were to require that, you would be uh, going against the scripture. You cannot bind the conscience of people. But we right. freely do it, yeah. and uh, so Lent is is something that we don't require, but it is something that is edifying. We believe it's a good discipline to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are just a few other Protestant churches that do follow that, and that is. Uh, the Lutherans follow that tradition. I grew up in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and of course we always followed Lent and Advent, and uh-huh. and there were times. And of course, there are certain things that they added. For example, uh, one of the traditions of Lent is to give up something for Lent, and uh, so there would be a, a time of of giving up. Of course, in the um, in the Roman Catholic Church, they tell you what you're going to give up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because of that, then, of course, uh, because of the privation, sometimes we've had the uh, Mardi Gras and the Fat Tuesdays, which mm-hmm. are kind of like let's splurge before we have to to give up, uh, which kind of misses, I That's think, the That's a pagan point. idea, it actually. Is. It, it really is. Whole, it's not mm-hmm. really Christian. Right. Uh, the idea that you would go out and, 
so to speak, get it out of your system because you got some discipline coming up. Yeah, yeah. really. It's, it's uh, that, uh, we are to be devoted to the Lord yeah. uh, regardless. Now, this uh, 40 days, that kind of captured my attention. Jesus spent time fasting in the desert uh, before the beginning of his public ministry. And so that time period was, was 40 days. Well, yeah. that suggested it. There are lots of 40s, remember, the yeah. children of Israel were approximately 40 years in, in, in the, the wilderness. wilderness and, yeah. Okay. So 40 days is is a good uh, number. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also was reading about it, and some, as you have intimated, uh, some folks uh, abstain from certain types of food. Um, and um, I, I guess uh, on the positive side, what they're doing is giving themselves the opportunity to really focus on uh, their relationship with Christ, and to forego some pleasure as a reminder of um, their humanness, God's holiness, and uh, repenting of our sins and that sort of thing. Yeah, it is a penitential season, you know, and it's a reminder of why did uh, Jesus come, what is the whole purpose of Easter, and that, of course, is Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection. Yes. And that, of course, was uh, made necessary by our sin true enough and uh, lent begins on ash wednesday mm-hmm. and of course uh, ash wednesday is a reminder of the uh, tradition where uh, in the old testament in particular people put on sackcloth and ashes mm-hmm. as a sign of repentance they would often sit along the road and and uh, these disciplines and so forth if i could before i know you got to come up on a break here uh i could say this uh the discipline of lent uh, must be, in in my opinion, it must be your responsibility if you decide to give up something. It can't be imposed. No, right. Um, it is a personal matter. Some will and some won't. I didn't give up anything for Lent, but I am trying to do some things. Mm-hmm. In other words, mm-hmm. focus more uh, upon uh, my uh, need of a Savior. Amen. Focus more upon how he became my Savior uh, and what he did to save me. And the death, burial, and resurrection, uh, his, so those are the themes that uh, are most important to mm-hmm. me, the positive mm-hmm. side. Well, today on A Plain Answer, we're talking about Lent, and uh, we're talking about it from the perspective of Protestantism, and uh, that may surprise you. Uh, in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich, Dr. John Vance. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness, in your compassion, blot out my offense. Oh, wash me more and more from my guilt and my sorrow. And cleanse me from all of my sin Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. 
Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. Creating me a clean heart, O oh God. Put a steadfast spirit in my soul. Cast me not away from your presence, O oh Lord. And take not your spirit from Merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. In the studio, the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. Today we're talking about Lent, this uh, very important season uh, prior to uh, the celebration of Easter, our Lord and Savior's resurrection from the dead, the most significant um, celebration in all of the Christian calendar is certainly Easter. But leading up to that is this uh, rather sobering time of Lent as we um, look um, to ourselves in um, repentance and and think about um, our our Lord and Savior and preparing our hearts before Him, and uh, it's an important time. Now, down at uh, your church, Pastor Vance, um, you have a, a short service every Wednesday during this time frame, uh, a, a Lenten service. Can you describe what uh, your particular church does? Yes, we started off on Ash Wednesday, and uh, every Wednesday leading up uh, to Easter, we have a service. And the service lasts about 25 minutes from 12.05 to 12.30. And just uh, the people who are available, not many, we probably have about 20, 25 who can get off and come. And uh, we have a service of scripture reading, singing of uh, hymns. And I do uh, preach a short sermon, very short, read two scripture readings. Hmm. And in preparing our hearts for the coming of Hmm. Christ, now try to uh, choose scriptures uh, that are appropriate uh, to focus our minds upon Jesus and his suffering and his death mm-hmm. and his resurrection. So it's it's a preparation service, really, and to keep us focused upon how important uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, and, of course, as, as you get closer and closer to the time of Easter, there's a lot in the scriptures, of course, in that last year, in that last week, that uh, went on, and uh, a lot to to preach on, and a lot to remember mm-hmm. as what happened in Christ's life, and the things that He did, and the not only the miracles, but also His teachings, His parables, and all leading up, but all focusing on His crucifixion and resurrection. You know, there there's an interesting uh, term or phrase I heard once in a description of the Gospels. 
the Gospels were described, and I don't know by whom, as uh, passion narratives with long introductions. Mm-hmm. The Gospels all focus upon right. Jesus' death and resurrection. Yeah. And they have, of course, uh, much of his teaching. But if the Scripture focuses upon uh, the death, burial, and resurrection, should not the church? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, is the heart of what it means to be a Christian. That is why we can call ourselves Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you, you mentioned that, you know, how it, it's all prelude. And you see it, I mean, especially in the Gospel of John, when in, already in the third chapter, he's telling Nicodemus, you know, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man will be lifted up. Here this third chapter. Third chapter. And, mm-hmm. and you know, how many chapters do we have to go before the Christian? And, and, the, and the repeated phrase, do you have uh, the baptism that I need to be right. baptized with? Yeah. Everywhere in the Gospels, it is pointing exactly. us to. Now, the whole incarnation, of course, is important. That's part of our saving right. yeah. uh, aspect of, of Christ coming, too. But it does concentrate on his death and his resurrection. So uh, this season helps us to put the emphasis on, uh, uh, or at least not not get the emphasis on the wrong syllable. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's well put. Um, some of our Puritan friends, we admire the Puritans, but uh, some of them would not have probably been too interested in uh, uh, Lenten observances, and they, there would have been a kind of a Puritan distrust. Is that true? Absolutely. They, yeah. they did not observe Easter or okay. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, the Puritans, uh, no one has greater admiration for them, I think, than I do. I've yeah. read them uh Tremendously wonderful, wonderful, pious and uh, godly people. But they did in reaction against the persecutions. They were persecuted by those who observed Easter and Christmas. Well, that's an important They threw phrase. it out. They that, threw it out. It's a yeah. reaction. It's a reaction. It's an overreaction. Yeah. Um, it was H.L. Uh, Mencken who uh, said um, regarding the Puritans um, as uh, being smitten with the haunting fear that someone somewhere may be happy. Oh. And uh, while we love the Puritans, um, you know, we can also have fun. Uh, and, now, and one, one place he wrote that I can quote it by memory, it's uh, Puritanism is that sickening and haunting feeling that someone somewhere was having a good time. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, it, it, it was, and it couldn't have been farther from yeah. the truth. You, you read these guys, a guy yeah. like Cotton Mather, he gets up and he goes through his process, he does his dance. He, mm-hmm. he, you see these people as, as actually very happy people. Oh, they mm-hmm. were. It's, yeah. Of course, we have allowed the secular historians to characterize them in a way that's untrue to history. Right. Yeah, that's uh, it. Who is the guy at Yale? Morgan? He does a great job of debunking all of this. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't teach there now. He's retired, maybe dead. But uh, I forget his first name, Morgan. And he wrote on the Puritans yeah. in such a way that they were a lively, wonderful people. Oh, yeah. They were not these dour Right. Uh, highly judgmental people that they come off who, who could never crack a smile. That is just yeah. totally un, yeah, untrue right. to, to history. Yeah. So uh, while we um, enjoy our Puritan forefathers, uh, we have no problem uh, finding areas where we may disagree with them, and, and that's a healthy thing. See, Calvin did more of this kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. and went along in this direction than did the Puritans, his mm-hmm. children. Yeah. Well, um, so... It's um, probably a very healthy thing to see these 40 days in which we remember the temptation and passion of our Lord. 
it can draw us closer to Christ as as we consider these things. Let's um, talk for a minute about repentance and discipline. Um, seems like repentance is a hard thing. I, I think all would agree with that. Uh, you realize a place where you have uh, departed uh, from where you should have been. Uh, you've sinned. Um, you've done something you should not have done. Or maybe you've been so blind to a particular action, and then someone comes to you and say, you know, you're doing this, and you realize, oh, no, that really hurts. And the immediate um, emotion is to feel hurt or come out against this person that's that's held you accountable. And that's not the way it's supposed to go. We, we really need repentance. Can we talk about that? One of the things that we need to understand is how sinful sin is. And that's where we really need to get repentance. When you look at the scriptures, for example, there are a few places in the scriptures. If you were to look at uh, Joshua with uh, Achan's sin, you remember Achan, he he, yeah. he he stole a few things. I mean, these people were dead anyhow, right? But they were <laughs> they were dedicated for God. But if you look in, in Joshua 7, verse 15, in the ESV, I love the way the ESV talks about it because it talks about his sin as something outrageous. Mm. You know, we don't think of a, a little sin like that as being no. outrageous. If you go to the book of Ezra, where we find that the, a lot of the priestly Levites had, had married Gentiles, and the report came back to the leaders, they saw that sin is so grave that it, it says they tore their clothes, sackcloth and ashes, and they were appalled until sundown. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. getting that upset about something that everything mm-hmm. stops, mm-hmm. and you essentially just sit there repenting of your sin, recognizing how grave the word the sin repentance is. Uh, in the New Testament, of course, it's well known means metanoia, means mm-hmm. to have a new mind. Mm-hmm. In the Old Testament, the word uh, in Hebrew is shuv, which means to turn or return to the mm-hmm. Lord. Repentance uh, is a work, but it's also a gift. Remember mm-hmm. on the day of Pentecost where uh, – or, or Paul uses it. I'm trying to figure out one of his uh, letters, uh, or maybe on the day of Pentecost, it's used too, and God gave them repentance. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is a gift. It's yeah, a gift. Pray. And so yeah. we pray that the Lord would give it. We, mm-hmm. We're, so, we're so captured and enthralled by sin that God has to break in and even help our repentance. You look at our society today, and there are excuses for it and and euphemisms for it. I mean, we we talk Mm -hmm. about the euphemisms uh, that mistake, we talk about. Mistake. We may make a mistake, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, committing adultery, you know, having an affair. I exercise poor judgment. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. that's it. <laughs> Made a bad choice, that's all, you mm-hmm. know. And and we kind of gloss everything over like that, and, and the Scripture doesn't do that. Uh, we see our sin, we need to see it as a violation against the holy and righteous God and in need of repentance. You know, repentance does, uh, one of the themes of this season, repentance does something for us that we need. It's recentering us upon Mm. who God is and his Mm -hmm. holiness. Have you ever noticed that you have to get your tires balanced? When they get out around, you're just really in a mess. Well, we need recentered. Mm. We need balanced. Mm-hmm. We need once again to see God for who He is and what He has done for us in sending His Son, and and repentance is that work. 
turning from ourselves and turning to the living Lord. I enjoy during the worship service, um, some churches, maybe it's not too popular anymore, but have a, a time of repentance, corporate confession of sin yes. uh, in the yeah. worship of God. How appropriate that is. Um, it's yeah. it's not that we aren't to be joyful, but to be only joyful and yet not have a profound sense of our sinfulness before a holy mm-hmm. God is an unbalance. Absolutely. W- without a good concept of sin and repentance, there's very little rejoicing yes. in our salvation. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, Jesus himself, you know, when they're pointing the Pharisees, the woman comes up who's caught in sin, and he says, well, and I'm paraphrasing grossly, but mm-hmm. it's just, you know, there's two men who had a debt, one a little bit, one a lot, and and the master forgave them both. Who is going to be the most mm-hmm. grateful? Yeah. Well, yeah. the one who has been forgiven the most. Forgiven much. Yeah. Uh, the word sin is sometimes described as debt. We, uh, yeah. in our tradition, in praying the Lord's mm-hmm. Prayer, use the word debt and debtor. Yeah, There right. is a great debt, and, and when it's removed, oh, my, yeah. uh, there's great yeah. rejoicing. That's and there's right. great rejoicing over one sinner yeah. who repents before That's the right. angels in heaven. You know, um, Christians increasingly are concerned over the direction our country is headed, and rightfully so. Um, isn't this a consistent thing, I would think, this time of Lent, where we look at our personal sins and mm. and repent before a holy God? And uh, I think first we need to do that, you know, personally. Mm. Um, and then that has the effect of involving m- more and more people and repenting mm. as, as a corporate body and then finally repenting as a country, we have as a left. Nation, yes, we have left yeah. our God. We have left oh, our yeah. first love, and it starts here, really, in a, in a profound right. sense. During these days when we say, "Okay, I need to get right with," God. we need a national repentance over yes. the debt we have in this country. It yes. is oh, yeah, binding it is. the future. It is destroying us. It's true, and there needs to be a great repentance and a yeah. return to wisdom and to the face of God. Yeah. Mm. And the fact that we have turned our back on God and are trying to take credit for the many blessings which he's given us. Mm-hmm. I think that's an outrageous thing, that, that we're turning now and, and not saying. Our, our founding fathers realized after they came out of the American Revolution, it was like, wow, it was God's grace that, that, you read they, the, that did this. You was. read the speeches and the rhetoric yeah. then and then read the speeches and the rhetoric today, yeah. you get two different uh, things. They were, they were much more. Yeah. Washington was very God-conscious. Yeah. He was. Yeah. His farewell address is a magnificent address. It is. Tremendous. Tremendous well, I work. see we're uh, just about out of time. Why don't we uh, try to uh, wrap this up today with a couple of comments, and that'll be about all the time we have for the program today. All I would say uh, first is, you know, whether you celebrate Lent or or do anything formally or not, it's always a good time. This is the time of year when we, again, as John said, try to get centered, focused Mm -hmm. on what is important. Why did Jesus come? Why did he have to come? And uh, personally, what have I done, and am I trusting him? It seems like these programs are way too short to get in everything for sure (laughs) but another thing we didn't explore that i'd leave uh the audience with is the idea of of discipline Mm -hmm. Uh, jesus learned obedience and we need uh, time and effort to learn obedience to serve the lord uh, uh, as well it goes along with repentance Mm -hmm. amen 
Maybe you'd like to contact us with a question. Either of these fine pastors would be more than happy to answer your question. Send us an email. That address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org or leave a comment on our toll-free line. That number is 888-724-4427. Today we've been talking about Lent and our own personal um, repentance of our sins and what a positive effect that can have on our families, our church, yea, even our nation. And with that, we're out of time already for our program today. Thank you so much for tuning our way here at Redeemer Broadcasting. In the studio has been the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and for a plain answer, please join us again next week at this same time. May God richly bless you today as you serve Him. No one else to blame And I return To fall in love with Jesus I bow down on my knees And I repent I lament the idols I've accepted the commandments I've rejected to pursue my selfish end. And I confess I need you to revive me with selfishness behind me. And take up my cross again And I repent Making no excuses I repent No one else to blame And I return Jesus, I bow down on my knees.